Welcome to Secrets of Hagheim. Last time our party had their first investigation, it went horribly. Thank you for listening, and enjoy the episode. There we were, sitting at the dinner table, and by we, I mean Ultra Manali, and then the rest of the party stumbles through the door, and Boltier is all like, it smells great in here, and then Ali's older brother, Yul Wolp, was like, yo, is that Boltier Sand Reaver? And he's like, yes. Then the rest of the party shuffled in, they sat down, everyone was really on edge. Uh, we began to ask a bunch of questions after we had finished eating the probably lovely dinner that was cooked. Do you run the shadow government? What is your job? How did you get here? How do you know where we live? Why did you leave Allie when she was so young? Did you know about the cult? What are the qualifications for the catalyst sacrifice of the cult? All really good questions. Do you know the flare? Just for a few. That was a few of them. After those questions, he showed us that he could stop time. And then Ali was like, do you have any questions for us? And he was like, yeah. So, uh, Annie, when are you going to tell the party that you're looking for work? And Annie was uh, like, probably when we were done with the Daldi mission. And he was like, well, I think that you should probably uh, talk to him about, about it more now. And he says, noted. And then uh, things got a little more heated. Brother stormed off. And he's like, well, going to be hitting the old dusty trail. Got to go meet with a man at the Platinum Drake. It was Guillermo Belfair. He left. Uh, Boltier and Medley talked to Allie a little bit more. Medley said, let's go to the theater, Allie. And Allie's like, rad. And then we left. And then the dream team remaining in the war room, dinner table, Boltier is like, we need to go ask around, follow up on this lead. I'm a great detective. I've been reading a lot of books. So then Annie went to the Platinum Drake. Allie and Medley went to the theater. Asher, Lutric, and Boltier went to the Wretched Urchin. And then when they got there, they were like, the bartender was like, oh, hey, what's up, Leonard? And the chick was like, oh, hey, what's up, Olaf? And they're like, hey, we're looking for a guy that has this coin. And he's like, oh, it's that guy over there? And then Boltier runs over and he's like, well, you got all this coin? And the guy's like, well, because I'm, I'm a merchant and I travel from out of town. And Boltier's like, you, you don't have a license for all this coin. And he's like, that's not true. And he says, are you a cop? You got to tell me if you're a cop. And Boltier's like, I'm not a cop. And then later on, Boltier's like, I'm a cop. And he's like, what the fuck? Then Boltier's like, hang on, let me pull you aside. Left took him from the game. And the guy's like, hey, I don't know about your buddy, man. You know, I don't know what you want. He wanted a bribe. So then Boltier started paying him handsomely. And he was like, yeah, no, so uh, they're probably going to be heading to the Wicker Goat to abduct him tonight. And Boltier's like, all right, thank you for the information. Here's some more gold. And the guy's like, all right, cool. I'm going to go play cards. And Lutric was like, hey, I don't know what you're doing, but it is not police work. And he gets to the Platinum Drake, and he makes his way over to the bodyguards of Guillermo Belfair. And he walks up to Guillermo after the bodyguard's like, yeah, go right ahead. And Guillermo's like, oh, I don't do autographs. And he's like, hey, I work with your son. And he's like, oh, cool. And, he's like, and he was like, why are you being a bad dad to your son? And he's all like, if my son wanted help, he would ask for help. And Annie's like, that's not like the best parenting. And he said, I don't parent. I govern the strong. And Annie was like, wow, that's really shitty. And he says, I don't care what you, what you think. I'm famous. Get out of here. And Annie's like, gladly. 
I wouldn't want to be around you anyway. And then he was like, oh, yeah, well, I don't want you around me anyway. You smell. And Annie is like, look, I don't smell. And he left. Guillermo Belfair is an asshole. <laughs> Medley and Allie get to the theater. And the last play is wrapping up. And the head actress, as she approaches Allie and Medley. And they're like, oh, Allie, it's been so long. I remember your name because I remember everything. Who is your friend? I'm like, oh, this is Medley. Like, oh, I've seen you in all of my plays. And Medley looks at the ground. And like, yeah, you're very good at acting. I, I, you're my favorite actress. And she's like, oh, that's so good. Thank you. So and Isabel asks what we were doing there. And Medley say, oh, Allie's having some kind of family woes. And we are trying to get out and clear her head. And Isabella was touched by it and said, follow me. And took Medley by the hand and led her to her room which Ali had been to before. And we got there and she's like, boom, wine time. And then was, was talking to Medley about plays, which Medley really likes plays. And she's like, what play do we do next? And Medley's like, oh, I don't know. So one with a happy ending. And she's like, okay. And then Ali was like, what about romance one? And then they was like, you got to see my book collection. And took Medley over and showed her The Lapping of the Velvet Waves, volumes one through 18. And Medley's like, oh, I've never seen these books. She's like, here, you can borrow this one. And like, whoa. And then Medley's like, I want to be an actress. And then Isabella's like, I could give you lessons. Just come and hang out. And Medley's like, oh, you don't have to do that, man. And then Medley realized that she was flirting with Isabel and vice versa. And then Allie played music. And then they got drunk. Voltier, Lutric, and Asher go to stop an abduction. As they're heading to the Wicker Goat, they find this these two Goliaths with a man in a burlap sack. And Voltier's like, stop, I'm with the guards. And they're like, okay. And then they threw a grenade. And then they ran away. And the party couldn't really find them. And they're like, oh, we best go to the Platinum Drake because that's where the Goliaths are or look like or started heading to. Before that, Annie was just kind of chilling after being bummed out from meeting his idol and realizing that he was an asshole. You never meet your heroes. And he's like, Man, I wish I could ask the flayer questions. And then, boom, he was teleported to the flayer. And the flayer is like, what you doing, bud? Why shouldn't I kill you? And he's like, I don't have a reason you shouldn't. And he's all like, well, at least you fucking know that. And he's like, I have all kinds of questions. And the flayer is like, okay, what are they? He's like, is this a bad time? He's like, kind of. And he asks the flayer all kinds of questions about Guillermo, the Armada, stuff like that. Guillermo was uh, like, I don't like Annie. <laughs> and then the flare's like, yeah, what fucking asshole. The flare's like, yeah, well, now that you're all done, like, having your questions answered, how about I, uh, how about we get you home, bud? And he's like, yeah, I would like that a lot. It's been a long day. And the flare leads him over to this portal. And on the way there, Annie sees, like, this super rad, red glowing obelisk that's not foreboding or foreshadowing at all. And he's like... Yeah, it's a pretty cool place you got here. And the flare grabs Annie and pulls him into a hug and says Rosebud and kicks him into the portal. <laughs> <laughs> then Annie wakes up and he's at like the portal hub station in Hagheim and he doesn't really know what that's all about. And then after the grenade goes off, Boltier's like, guys, we need help. There's a there's an explosion. We're going to Platinum Drake. And then Ali was like, Medley, we need to go. And Medley is like, do, do we have to go? We're both kind of fucked up. And Ali's like, it's okay. And then Ali made them not drunk. And Ali was like, I need to go right now. You'll catch up. And she ran and jumped off the balcony and flew there. Why fly in there? She also saw Annie fly in there. 
and Medley started running a marathon. <laughs> then we we all converged at the Platinum Drake, but Boltier, Ludric, and Asher made it there first. And they went to go see Guillermo, and he was like, no, nah, I don't want to talk to you guys. And Boltier was like, you guys, these bodyguards kidnapped, they kidnapped my friend. And Guillermo was like, no, nah, I, don't, I don't think it was them. And then Ali showed up. And she walked up there and I was like, hey, we need a, I need to talk to Guillermo. And Guillermo was like, okay. So Ali was like, hey, I'd like to speak to you in private. And he was like, why? And I was like, it would just be beneficial for the company you're keeping. And Guillermo clapped his hands and the four floozies made their way upstairs. And then he was like, oh, now there's just the two of us. What's up? And I was like, I don't like this vibe. So, yeah, no. I was like, hey, my friend's pretty sure that your bodyguard's they kidnapped his friend and we need to like get him back and i'm not saying that you did it i'm just saying that the people you employ probably did it which would reflect negatively on you and he's like i didn't fucking do shit and i was like i have i have a f- couple more questions and he's like i'm not really gonna be that helpful and i'm like okay i'll catch you later and i was like sorry both here it looks like this is a cold end and then annie's standing there with lutrick and asher and then the two goliaths come in and Annie's like, I'm going to cut this burlap sack. And the body falls out. And they're like, we can explain. And then things escalated too fast. Uh, Guillermo Belfair made his way up to his room. People were flying. People uh, were casting spells. Spells were getting counterspilled, but nobody knew from where. We went upstairs and we decided to start checking rooms. Ali checked the first room that had the Guillermo Belfair in it. Uh, she tried to arrest him on suspicion and... I assume it would be like accessory to kidnap or plan and whatnot. And then he just did not stop having the sex the entire time she was talking. And then Lutrix like, yeah, no, we better just check other rooms. So then we checked the other rooms and then we got to one room and there was all kinds of like string and cork boards and pins and it was very like conspiracy looking. And there were four people on the board, Boltier's friend, Ali, Boltier, and Darcy. And he's like, I gotta go save Darcy. And Annie went to go save Darcy. And Annie got to Darcy and he was like, you need to come stay with us tonight for witness protection and then bolster your guards. And Darcy was like, okay. And that, and then Boltier's friend is like, I'm gonna leave. And they're like, no, you're not. You're gonna stay here. Flash badge. And he's like, okay, I'll wait around. And that's where we ended the session. Sounds like a police abuse of power. <laughs> I want to uh, leave. No, you're staying here. <laughs> well, it wasn't exactly like that. It was like, you should probably stay here to, to be protected. For Flash badge. Shit. Sit in chair. Tie them with rope. Show me your badge. Because he was like, I don't I, I believe you. And then he was like, that, No, it was pretty much, I want to leave. I don't know if I should trust you. No, you're staying. Like, okay. Show me your badge. Kappa. You are coming with me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. That was in-game, would have been two days prior to when you're waking up on this day, which is, you know, from message coming in the day prior that today you are to meet with Darcy as the headhunter who is making the request to Darcy and of you as the Crimson Chimera for aid. Has arrived in the city, finally. Are you all awake? All right, boys. What are you doing? Heading to Darcy's. Mm-hmm. Yes, you'll arrive, you'll enter, of course, like normally, you'll be sat down, there'll be tea waiting. You'll definitely have noticed since that night, 
there is a lot more guards here. And there's even, like, guards present currently in the room you're in. Which usually is left unguarded. After a few minutes, you will find yourselves being joined by Darcy Grask. You definitely usually see him in what appears like nobleman's garb. Fancy, colorful, but you definitely now take notice that he is wearing what seems to be more traveling clothes. Sturdier. With a definite note that he currently has on some form of armor underneath. Bulletproof vest. <laughs> Get down, Mr. President. <laughs> Mr. President! Following behind him is a mountain of a man. About nine feet tall and built like he is prepared to fight literally everyone. Muscles upon muscles. Intricate tattoos of what appears to be chains, anchors, and... He is currently wearing similar items that Ali has. Netcaster arm guard, a headhunter's helm, and you also take notice that he is carrying on his back what appears like something that was ripped out of stonework at some point. You assume works as a two-handed hammer of some kind, but it literally just looks like a metal rod that is stuck through a large piece of just ripped asunder stonework. Darcy introduces you to him. Uh, his name is Anders. Uh, the gentleman does not take a seat, though he does quietly take what seems to be measure of each of you as his helmet turns to look at you all. Too bad my dad's not here. Does his helmet got red spooky eyes? No, his does not have red spooky eyes. His literally looks like there's flames on the inside. This guy looks like the definition of when your only tool is a hammer, all your problems start looking like nails. You are the Crimson Chimeras, yes? We that are. we are. Your names? Annie. Voltier. Middle East. Alondra Orem. Utrecht Evermod. Bertram. Asher. Mm. You see, what are the capabilities? I'm really good at lying to people and sneaking around. Inspiration. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Two-timer! Loot two luck points. I'm a duelist, first and foremost, and an adventurer, and I bake bread. Those aren't capabilities. One of those is a hobby, the other is baking bread. <laughs> she acknowledges the bread part, because my dad would be furious. My dad would storm in here like, what'd you say about breaking bread? Uh, breaking bread? What is he, Jesus? <laughs> Hold on. Just the phrase, one is a hobby, the other is breaking bread. <laughs> Hot damn fucking got him. I can speak to spirits. Is that cool? I, I, don't know what, I don't know what you want from me. Did I ask for what's cool? I ask for your capabilities. I can fight. So can a child. Ooh. Not very well, but sure. It's a pleasure to meet you. I wish I could say the same. This man woke up and chose <laughs> violence against Voltaire today. Holy shit. I feel like, feel like he wouldn't have said that if, if a Corden was here. <laughs> If he was here in my place, because he's badass. I usually fight at the front line and heal or support the others when they start to get too bloodied. Mm. Or a wizard tactician from Relic, specializing in control and damage magic. Mm. Like my friend Boltier here, I also specialize in fighting. I know you won't like that answer. Fighting with what? Halberd. Everyone else here is geared but you. Why? Guess I'll just, you know, summon Hal, his armor. Hmm, impressive. 
He stares at Medley. I'm wide-eyed and I'm looking down. I'm a sorceress. Um, I specialize in wild magic and I mostly deal with crowd control. Interesting that you say you specialize in something that is completely random and out of your control, but interesting, I suppose. It looks over to Asher. Let me guess. You fight? I fight with two weapons, and I have the versatility in my magic that comes in for support and for harming enemies. Mm. Well, I say that for some of you, your skills seem quite useful. For others, partially. So, Scorchile is going to lay out a map. This is the isle that you are going to be attempting to infiltrate. The only entrance onto this isle is through the Skull Dunes. It's infested with undead. We are uncertain... Including the waters around it, correct? Uh, the waters around it aren't. But unless you desire to climb up a 400-foot cliff face, I don't imagine it would be the place to go. But... We do know for a fact that pirates have been able to get through the Skull Dunes. How? We are uncertain. But, something we do know is that in the center of the island, this little black splotch, is where a temple used to stand. It burned, we assume the pirates caused it. Armada did show up momentarily to assess what was going on, but left. We assume that whoever these pirates are on this island, Unaffiliated, since they do not carry the same markings as the Armada. And their captain was uh, more than willing to break a deal. What we do know, Pirates did not have a good time at the temple. For whatever reason, they fled back into the Skull Dunes, where we caught them. For whatever reason, though, we were only able to capture two. Said Captain and the Deckhand. Captain brokered the deal, or tried to, but something killed him. We're uncertain, but uh, one of our mages says that... Someone on that island cursed him. Caused it whenever he left the island area. Activated. Killed him. Took his soul. The deckhand killed himself. Uh, we do not know how many pirates still remain in the Skull Dunes. They seemed quite adept at hiding. The ship is sunk. They have no way off. Besides that, our goal with you, for this island, is to clear it. We desire to put a lighthouse and a base of operations for the headhunters on the island. We need it free of any habitants. What about non-hostile habitants? How you deal with them is your prerogative, but they need to be off the island. Out of character. With the knowledge of undead and curses that take souls, am I able to do a history check on any type of thing that could be? I was going to say person, but it could be something more. Your religion check. Religion. Okay. Ouch. I'll take can a I, shot for myself. Can I recall anything about undead since, you know, I have, they're my favorite enemy, favorite enemy. Uh, roll me a nature check. Can I see? Yes. Do you have any plan or place in Hagheim as the, just knowledge of the city that we could send refugees or if, or where the closest place to send said refugees would be? Uh, if you bring them here, we can set them up with some places. That'll be fine. Um, I can get that started working by the time you should return. It should be fine. But we should be able to take them in. No problem. Uh, Boltier. For your nature check on undead, man, they ain't living. And depending on the undead, some of them have damage resistances, like bludgeoning or slashing. Sometimes piercing. Uh, 
necrotic energy doesn't really affect him too much. Some of them don't like radiant, but not all of them. That's a pretty good general synopsis for undead. Kind of spooky. Yeah, that's... kind of spooky. A little scary. Maybe skeletons. Might make yeah. you question your own mortality. Who knows? Yeah, you know. But uh, with that, Sam, a twenty-two. Uh, you know that curses are one hell of a thing. But a curse that takes a soul, you're getting in some deep unholy magic right there. Seems like someone who's a powerful spellcaster might be fucking with some stuff. Any other... I'd relay that. Okay. Any other questions? What was the... what used to be the temple? Uh, it is believed that it once was a place of worship for the horsemen of war. Yes, I'll be the one to ask. What about payment? What are we getting in return for doing this? Uh, we are willing to pay you 2,000 gold pieces to land, explore, and clear the entirety of the island of Threats. Payment is made upon completion and verification. What is the scale of this map? Up, up. I will. Every square is five feet. <laughs> <laughs> Every square is 500 feet. Aww. Which you should be able to use this. Oh, yeah, it does calculate it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Is the island trapped at all? Booby trap? Anything not visible? The farthest we have gone is the Skull Dunes. We are able to provide you uh, supplies if you need it. We would uh, gladly accept. Healing potions, maybe, mostly. We can provide a healing potion per person. Anything helps. Thank you. Uh, which you will pull off a little satchel and pull out seven greater healing potions and set them on the table. I'll grab one. I assume everyone will take one. I will take one, yes. Yep. Okay. Allie takes the last one. Anything else we find on the island of in ours for the taking? Anything you can take. The only reports that we've had on what is on the island is from what was left of that pirate crew what was left and what we could see can we get a copy of this map as well that is yours to take okay thank you and uh lord darcy does tell me you have your own vessel to take as well i believe he called it the charred galleon yes yep all right uh davis do we have a crew to pilot that you don't know i will ask darcy he'll give you a nod Alright, I'm ready to go. Dicey, how long do you foresee this expedition taking? Mm, should take you about three days to get there. Don't know how long it'll take you on the island. Possibly two, maybe three days to handle everything that's going on, and then three days back. We have a set time we will be departing. I would assume whenever you're ready. The ship is just waiting. Alright, well, I don't have any more questions. Neither do I. Alright. Uh, with that, if you have nothing else going on, you can head out to do extra preparations and or depart. To the party, should we bring Pimble on this expedition? Judging what we might be facing, I think that would be a good idea. If he wants to. Yeah, no, he, he definitely could say no, but... Adler is also coming with. Wouldn't hurt to try, though. Uh, did we ask how long it took from Hagheim to there? Three days. Three days. Three, three days. Got it. So six day round trip plus whatever time we spend on the island. So probably a week and a half. We need to probably tell Adler we're heading out plus anyone else. Pimble, if he wants to come. 
That's just my immediate thought. Uh, he might have some potions that he's been working up for us as or well. Or if, uh, if he wants to, we could procure supplies and he could start making potions on the boat ride there. I will be... I, um, I have someone to talk to first. I will meet you guys at the house. Otrum? Yeah? Would you be alright if I invited Bookkeeper? I mean, sure. All right. Obviously, I'm still very apprehensive towards anything to do with the plane of law, but from current intentions, it seems like they're not actively malicious. I just still have mixed feelings. Thank you right. for at least asking. Why do you yep. want Bookkeeper to come? Uh, I believe, from my conversation with him, it sounds like uh, they view her as someone highly unstable that they might want something done with. And I think that if if I inform them or offer at least bookkeeper to go with, if something happens where the ritual becomes completed, it would not have it would not hurt to have them as an ally against whatever happens. It's more of a contingency plan, truthfully. I can also get reinforcements from Nadani for any reason I would not be able to it's my pin okay uh over the area of communication uh bookkeeper yes uh the crimson chimeras in tow with a few other individuals are going to be making their way to uh the scorched isle which is to our understanding the current location of Dahaldi Tahar and I would want to know if you would like to accompany us I will join you. Where must I go? Uh, I'll give him the approximate time we'll be meeting at the ship. All right, party, we're off to next. Annie would head to the mining, miners' guild headquarters. Okay, I at will least, head to the hole. At least Alondra is going to go speak to uh to Pimble. Unless anybody else wants to do it, then I could go speak to Adler. I can speak to him. Okay, then I will, I will go find Adler and tell him what time we're leaving. Alright. I'm gonna head to the barracks so people know that I'm not gonna be here for like a week and a half. You mean telling Jex? Yeah, Jex, Tyson, Bren, just, Jonathan, just Jax. if he's there. Olaf, okay. you gotta tell Olaf too. Uh, Olaf can suck it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Live long and suck it. Wow. My favorite Star Wars quote. Alright. Asher, Medley, you join people, you going somewhere? I think I'm going to go with Al. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'm just going to stick with both of you for now. So Asher's joining his friend and his girlfriend's hole. So. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you? Why? <laughs> you know what you did. <laughs> well, cha -cha. Later. You got to pay the troll told the kittens to the girlfriend's soul. <laughs> 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 Alright. I'm gonna need a d20 roll from the groups traveling. Except for Lutric, I don't need yours. Yours is super simple. Wow. I'm sorry. It's just fact. And yeah. Five. Twelve. 
I mean, Jux isn't going to have an emotional breakdown that his partner's leaving for a week. And I have to console <laughs> him. No, nah, he's gonna be he's gonna be super cool about it and act like he doesn't care in front of you. The breakdown happens later. In private. Patrick's like, I'm going. He's like, no, you are one week from retirement. He's currently busy on like a house set for some reason. I think he's trying to do something called like a dollhouse stream. <laughs> Don't worry about it. All right, Boltier and Asher, you head back to the estate. You find yourselves arriving down in Thunder Death's hole, arriving to see Thunder Death drinking some tea, uh, joined by Nadani and Isabel in the midst of some kind of conversation that once you two start trudging down the stairs, it becomes hushed, and they wait to see who arrives. <laughs> Too bad Medley didn't come with me. Laugh it up. I have no idea that you know Isabel saw. I would have earring a communication to you, but I have no idea. You could if you want to. I'd probably actually rush there. <laughs> but yeah, Boltier, Asher, you've arrived. What are you doing? Okay, so now I wonder, because I've known Medley long. Do I know that she loves plays? I feel like she loves plays. Do I know Isabel at all? No, uh, the last one's a no. The first one would probably be, you know she visits the plays a lot. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't go to the playhouse often, so I wouldn't even know who Isabel is. I, uh, I walk forward and introduce myself to the, because to, I don't think I've ever talked to Nadani, <laughs> ever. Nope. Yeah. Hello, my name's Boltier, Sand Reaver. It's nice to meet you, too. Uh, Nadani will take your hand and shake it. Uh, she'll smile and nod. Nadani, uh, Isabel will just give you a smile and say, uh, my name is Isabel. It's definitely, uh, quite the gathering you've got here. I don't, I did, uh, pardon the intrusion. Uh, you'll see Isabel, uh, kind of give, uh, Thunder Death, like, uh, a knowing, like, smirk. As Thunder Death kind of gives her a side look and just shakes her head. Is there something you need? I would just come in to let you know that, um, we're headed off soon, probably tonight do that uh, task that Darcy had for us on the Scorched Isle, and I just wanted you to know so that, like, I don't just run off and you don't know where I am. Mm. I, I, I'd ask for you to come along, but I don't want you to be put in any immediate danger. You don't think I could handle myself? Oh, I, I, I do. It's just, you know how I feel about that stuff. Oh, dear. Let's be honest. If I would go along, you'd be putting... Everyone else in immediate danger with my presence. Maybe you're right. Well, you're going to see her kind of ponder for a moment uh, before reaching under the little sitting table that she has, and she'll pull out a uh, nice, ornate, decorated box. Uh, the carving inlay at the top uh, depicts that of what appears to be a uh, swamp-like landscape that seems to breathe life, as if it's not just a carving. Uh, and she's just going to push it across the table towards you. If you're so worried, there is something else for you to take. Something I think that you could use quite well, but if you were to take it, it would mean something quite important. Um, and, and that, that, that is? Well, you'd be mine forevermore. Opens the box. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow. Immediately opens box. Uh, you will see inside a finely crafted cutlass made of a similar material as your armor. It seems organic in nature. The blade itself seems to be a swirling mass of somehow acid, you assume? Possibly a dragon's breath acid? 
formed into a hardened steel-like material. You'll also see as the liquid sloshes back and forth as you pick it up and move it, there does also seem to be a trapped gas inside of it where the uh, acid is a deep emerald color. Uh, the gas is more of a swirling jade green. The handle appears to be made out of black dragon scale. This is Sonel's malice. In my family, it's a weapon that was given to... Well, your mate, or I suppose in your culture, a husband or wife. I jump in her arms. She's just going to laugh, holding you. I couldn't be happier. Oh, just wait. Does <laughs> uh, Thunder Death have any, like, lemonade or anything? She seems Man. like tears a little thirsty. <laughs> Man, when you're worried about her meeting your family and you don't even contemplate meeting her family? Uh, wait, remember, that would be a sore <laughs> subject to bring up because her parents... <laughs> Her family presumably died in that cave with the elementals. Oh, she has extended family. Okay, well, there, there's that, but immediate family. Uh, she's just going to ruffle your hair a little bit on the top of your head. Since you accepted this, also the weapon does automatically tune when you pick it up. Uh, she's just going to whisper, this does mean that my grandfather is going to come to visit. Oh. I can't wait to meet him. I'll have to pick the best bread oh and i should probably invite my family over and oh there's so much preparation to i don't know how excited you are going to be to meet the lord of the bone yard well, i mean he's family right so it's right it's uh roll me a general history check 18 okay the title lord of the bone yard is that of a ancient shadow dragon who lives in the continent of adalith known as glaremouth he's known for heavily experimenting on humanoids and being quite vicious and malicious. Oh, well, I, I, I'm sure I can I, get him to like me, you know? Or try. I'm certain you'll try. There's a lot of thinking to do over these six days. <laughs> I suppose so. And she'll just give a light kiss to your nose and then pat you on the back, just motioning for the stairs. Since you did intrude, I'm certain my friends and I would like to continue the conversation we were having. Okay, yeah, you're right. Uh, I'll, I'll get out of your hair. I... Thank you. Before you leave, though, do tell Medley that Isabel says hello. As you see Isabel kind of, like, flush in the face and just, like, glaring at her. Just just <laughs> big ol' smirk on Thunderdeath's face. You really did that to her. <laughs> Over earring of communication. Medley, uh, Isabel says hello. She's at Thunderdeath's hole. Uh, alright, cool. Later. <laughs> I respond to... <laughs> How I respond to it, I literally said, what? <laughs> Well, I'm blushing. <laughs> oh, she said hi. Smash cut. Otrum, you have arrived back at the estate. A little bit after Boltier and Asher, you begin to search for Goal Pimble. Mm -hmm. All right, you'll find him in his usual place. You'll find him downstairs, working as a little uh, alchemy station. Is he under the guise of Pimble, or is he under the guise of Cold Gloom? He is Pimble currently. Uh... Is there something you need, Otrum? I would have thought you'd prefer to stay more at the Cold Gloom Estate mm. there, Pimble. I prefer my lab. He prefers his home. Fair. So, we have something that we're doing next, mm. and Ellie thought it'd be a good idea to ask you if you'd want to tag along for it. Ooh, what is it? Heading to the Scorched Isle. Ah, no. I, that is fair. Anything else? Um, I don't think you'd know anything, but... Do you happen to know anything about it? We're kind of flying a little blind. It's an island. Very helpful, as usual. I know. It's almost as if you're asking me things about things I don't care about. Uh, and 
never know. You could have taken an interest at one point. How am I supposed to know? Oh, you should understand my interests by now. We've been working together for quite some time. Whatever secrets that island has are unimportant and unneeded by me. What would I care for immortality? Come again? Oh, you don't know. Judging by my reaction, that's a good assumption. <laughs> Trade me a secret and I'll give you a secret. <laughs> Name your price. I just did. <laughs> okay. What kind of secret? Hmm. What kind of secret do you think is worth this information? I have reason to suspect that Obrick may be alive. Oh my. At least you're starting to catch on. Mm. Something I had figured you'd probably knew prior. Not a bad thing to assume. Scorched Isle, do you know why it has its name? Mm, seems quite dangerous. Mm. It was once one of seven holds, or I suppose hideouts, for the legendary pirate king Thovek the Reaver. As you probably know, that is also the name of a god. He and a small group of adventurers were the first mortals to achieve godhood. Originally a member of a different pantheon of gods, he resides within the Obsidian Tides now. Awful evil, trickery, piracy, demonic skull crossed with two cutlasses. Dramatic, piratey, but it fits. But he was the one who figured out mortality and how to change it. Do you know what the sixth seal is? I would assume that Otrum would not, but I'm not certain. Uh, you can roll a religion and arcana check on that. Okay, I will try. Okay. I mean, 12 arcana, 19 religion. Okay. Uh, you do know that its magical properties, highly unknown. Though it is a, from like stories and such, a Swiss army knife of a bunch of shit. Uh, originally created by the gods. This thing was used by two different sets of mortal beings to become gods, and a third individual who became a god on his own within two decades ago. Also the reason why the breach shattered. You know that the Verndari, the pantheon of Domera, where uh, Jordan is from, were the first, which is who Thovek was originally a member of, but you also do know that the Prosperity, the pantheon of your country, was the secondary group to have gone through and used the obelisk or the sixth seal to become gods. It used to be hidden there, kept there safe. It's gone, though destroyed. Though it's said that that place holds information, the information to make a new one. So the temple that used to be a former temple of the cult of war is not a coincidence then that it, that was also there it used to be a temple to thovek taken by the war mm. Mm. good chunk to think about i thought daldi tahar had her own specific objectives but now there's more to it than that anything else reports indicate a very powerful unholy thing lies in the aisle Someone that can curse and steal souls. Most likely connected to the undead at the shore. Any ideas? Mm. Might be a powerful person. Might be a powerful artifact. Mm. I do have some things I've concocted that I could share. Yes, that would be nice. Trade a secret for them. Uh, is 
I have a working theory on a way to pinpoint the location of the necrotic anchor, if you'd like to hear it. I would. Now, this only works under the assumption of if the anchors run in a straight line through the planes, but considering how it doesn't originate but runs through Bleak Marsh, and if I can use where it runs through at a point on that plane with where it intersects with the plane, the material plane and draw a line through it possibly could give more of an accurate location. That's only under the assumption that it would run in a straight line. For all I know, it could be a river with many bends and turns. But it's a start because I'm shooting blind. Mm. If only there was such a thing as a representation of it. Perhaps you need to do some rereading. I got three days to burn. Might as well. Uh, he will take out two bottles and set them down on the table. The first bottle is a red potion, but the red in the potion's liquid continuously expands from a tiny bead to color the clear liquid around it, then contracts back into the tiny bead. Shaking the bottle fails to interrupt this process, and the other has an eyeball that bobs in this yellowish liquid that vanishes when the potion is opened. What are these? Experiments. One to possibly help in combat, and the other to help in a more social situation. It's mystery potion it is. Which you can try to use arcana or medicine to detect what these potions are. Yeah, I'll probably try to do that while we're on our way. We're leaving today, isn't it? Or is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't want to hold it up too long, so. Thank you, as always, Pimble. Nah, I kind of can't. Kind of can't what? I can't think of anything else. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Smash cut. Annie, heading to the old leather workers guild hall where the miners are headquartered now. Yeah, you will easily find upon entering in that there are plenty of dwarves currently here, packed more than usual. But it seems that there is some form of celebration going on. There's drinking, there's games being played, and what you take notice of is on a far table... There is a collection of ores. You'll notice silver and adamantine. Seems that the silver mine finally gave way to something. Uh, you definitely see Sarvia and Umdor off at a table drinking and playing a game of cards. I will approach them. Well, look, it's the handsome devil himself. Speak and here it comes. Something you need. No, I was just coming to inform you that... I am heading out to fight Aldi. Well, I already told you how it's going to go. You're going to kick her ass and you're going to come back. That is... It's the expectation. Fair enough. Try not to miss me too much. I will see you later. Smash cut. Allie and Medley. Yeah. Uh, Allie and Medley, you're heading off to... Okay, heading off to the Kyo shop. You'll find Leonore is currently dusting off some of the shelves, kind of, re like, shifting some stuff around. Uh, you know, trying to put some better items out front for people who might be looking for some stuff. And you do see, currently, what appears to be Danny at the counter, uh, with, like, a large sheet of parchment just drawing and doodling on it. Uh, upon you and Medley enter, uh, Leonore's gonna take a peek over and go, Oh! I didn't expect to see any of you here. I thought you all had left already. Nope. We have not. We're leaving today, actually. Uh, Did he tell you that we were leaving previously and he's already gone? Here early this morning. I am. I feel a little bad for blowing his cover, but also not too bad that you know the truth now. Yeah. 
I don't feel so bad either. When you see him, just give him a smack in the back of the head for me. Definitely a hard family to be part of. Yeah. Taking a look over, uh, you're going to see Danley. 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 Danny is uh, doodling what appears to be in, like, decent detail for his age. What appears to be uh, in parallel the executioner's uh, thorn that Adler has and Storm's Fury that you have side by side and like in comparison damn they do look a lot alike it looks good danny oh thank you do you do you want to see storm's edge (gasps) can i i will take out storm's edge and set it down on the counter for danny to get a closer look at uh you're gonna see him kind of inspecting a little bit you're gonna watch as he reaches out and Though this has happened for no one other than you and you're kind of used to it, you're just going to see arcs of electricity going between his fingertips and the blade, but he doesn't seem to react to it. Well, Danny, you're, you're pretty special, do you know that? What do you mean? That that doesn't happen for anyone else. Oh. I put, I put my hand to the blade. And it's going to be the same thing, electricity is going to arc to your fingertips. Oh, wow. Maybe it just likes us. <laughs> I think you might be right. <laughs> be good for your mom, Danny. Okay. Uh, I will put Storm's Edge away. Uh, and before I leave, you're doing a great job with him. Uh, Leonor's just going to smile. Well, I had to take care of his father, so I had practice. Lots of practice, I bet. I will I will hug Leonor. Uh, she'll hug you back. While you're uh hugging Leonor, you're just gonna see a tug at like at like the little bit of like your clothes that peeks out from your armor, and Danny's gonna be holding up a small uh little like burlap bag, like a tiny little coin bag, it looks like. What's this? These are what I got from Dad. Um, he told me that these are lucky and would keep me safe in a time of need. And I think that you and Uncle Annie and your friends, um, um, Melly, Osher, Odom, um, Ludic, I think there's another one. <laughs> I could use them. Okay. That's very that's very considerate of you, Danny. Thank you. Uh, picking these up, uh, Leonor's just going to whisper in your ear, be careful, that's a bag of beans. Oh. That is a magic item. I'm, I'm going to give Danny a confetti popper. <laughs> he is immediately going to take it, investigate it, and then pop it. I'm going to go to Leonor. I'm sorry. <laughs> confetti everywhere and you can see her just like kind of looking around like well then that's not what I expected but could be worse I'm gonna palm Danny another confetti bother <laughs> immediately pop <laughs> uh, I'm trying to find it why Davis what do you mean why what you look up what a bag of beans does yes 
Don't worry oh, about what? it. Why? Don't worry. You're so saying good. this is a little kid. Bag of meat, Hang on a second. Don't worry about it. They have a lot of fun effects. Bag of 3D4 dry meats. The bag with. Oh. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, God. Here we go. Good fucking discount deck of many things. Not even close. They basically just handed a small child the equivalent of a bomb. It's not like how it's not like they know what to do with it. Oops, I tripped. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah, is there anything else? Uh Ali? No. You sure? So we'll probably see him at the island probably. I would hope so. When you need to talk to him, how do you get a hold of him? Uh, I usually go and send him a message from the post office. Ah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. Anything else, or...? I don't think so. I think that we'll probably be departing fairly soon. We'll see you when we get back. Alright. I hope you the best. Natalie, was there anything else you needed? Also, by this time, Boltier's like, Hi, Medley, Isabel says hi. I am blushing as this is going, and I was like saying what to him. <laughs> and I tell him, I, I, if he catch, if he, if he hears it, I tell him, tell her I, I feel, I said the same thing. <laughs> tell her I say hi, please. Uh, I will, I will go over to Medley. Medley, you should say that you look forward to your next encounter. <laughs> I look forward to being in your hole. I mean... God, yeah. I, I definitely felt some chemistry between the two of you. Yeah. Yeah. As I look down, blushing still. How Please don't that... mention this to anybody else. How did that make you feel? Uh, overwhelming with lots of emotions. So, like, how many good to bad emotions? I think it was just all good in general and also confusing. <laughs> I think that you should see her again. If she went out I... of her way to tell one of your friends, our friends, to, uh, to specifically say hello, it must show interest. Well, I know that it's just I don't want to bother her, but I'll, I'll take I'll take what you said into consideration. All right, let's get back to the others. Will do. <laughs> as I'm just looking down as we walk. <laughs> it definitely seems that she did not mind bothering you, which is a good sign. If I had a hoodie, I'd put I'd put it. Down over my head. <laughs> Zip it all the way up. <laughs> you should get a helm. Helm? Yes, a helm. <laughs> it helps me Just hide for... my emotions frequently. I I mean, if it's only for that purpose, I'd rather just get a, a hooded cloak. <laughs> it also makes it harder for people to hit me in the head. As I look at her. As I look at her. Are you wearing your helmet right now? I wear my helm almost all the time. I look it up at her and I'm like, I can see that. <laughs> Is there like battle scars around it? Like 
a lot of like you know damage around it or no is it you know no oh, okay because no so one's tried to hit her in the head <laughs> no one's got the chance to <laughs> so i guess i still say i still stay what i what i said it seems like that <laughs> so uh you all arrive at the scorched galleon or the charred galleon you all arrived at the scorched isle it's been three days oh wow. <laughs> we said nothing the whole three days <laughs> yeah yep you don't. You were just they're, asleep they're, for the whole three days. Surprisingly, you slept on some bolters and you returned to the maze. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh god, not again! Yeah, in time you will all arrive. Hey, everybody! Well, I'm married. You're married. Uh, you're married. I just got married. Thank you for the invitation. Congrats! It was it was really quick. Was there anything to go to at all? I I think we <laughs> might... insight. You roll insight. Eleven. Uh, you get the feeling that Boltier thinks he's married, but you see him uh, with a new cutlass, and you would think he he's just thinking a little too much of Fender Death's gifts. She said, uh. "If I accepted this sword, that I would be hers forever, her husband." So, uh. so I took it. So that's insight. how it works. Oh, insight. <laughs> big leap there. Fourteen. <laughs> Fourteen. Man, he definitely believes that. You guys make a cute couple. Thanks. Asher was there. <laughs> How did Asher, Asher feel about it? Asher, is that what happened? I think. They, they, they are married It was now, very quick. So the ceremony did not... Did, did even exist? Or did it... I think maybe sometime in the future we could have a proper ceremony, but I have to meet her grandfather also, and that's going to be something. Is that... It should be fun. Oh, God. He's the Lord of the Boneyard, and... That's a history check. That's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna do that too. I don't know shit. Nat 20 for 24. For insight. 11 for my history. Wait, you rolled insight. 15 for history. Oh, I thought I had. Oh, there it is. God damn. Boneyard. That's that new club in town, right? Uh, Ali, you know that uh, Lord of the Boneyard uh, refers to a ancient shadow dragon who lives in the continent of Adalith. Otram and Lutric, you both know that Lord of the Boneyard refers to uh, Glaremith, an ancient shadow dragon who lives on Adalith, who is known for being real bad. Likes to experiment on humanoids and is real kind of nasty. Real bad. You said Lord of the Boneyard? Yeah. Here. Yeah, she said that he would probably be making a visit since she gave me this, and I accepted it. Who is this Lord Did of she specify Boneyard? type of visit? No. Ah. You need, you're gonna need to make one hell of a loaf of bread. Hmm. It's still I'll ask my dad for help. Uh, I recommend doing it idea. outside of the city. <laughs> so that we all can catch up. Who is this Lord of the Boneyard? Yeah, he still doesn't ring any bells to me. Perhaps explain who he is. He he's a dragon. Well, yeah. Yep. A, yeah, yeah, an elder black dragon that mm, shadow does shadow, shadow dragon. Shadow. Damn it, because it's different. Very yep. much different. Extraordinarily yeah. so. You were in the last campaign where it made a huge <laughs> difference. Uh, yes, I thought yes. I thought Allie was being. I thought Allie was in character when she said this. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you were in the last campaign. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Lutric and Otram, you would know that his scale color is often debated. 
what is often thought to be either blue or green. Oh, okay. But shadow means well, that he does appear black, though. Well, you could say he has a bit of a hobby of capturing, torturing, experimenting on people. I wide-eyed on that. I'm like, excuse me? I mean, usually to death, hence the boneyard. I thought I was the dick. You literally saw what happened in that movie. Uh, you asked for an explanation. No, I was talking about Lutric. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what did Lutric say? He said you didn't understand any of that? Oh. I was more saying, what part were you confused on, on capturing oh, I th- and torturing people? So, depending on when he's coming. No, I, I meant it like, because I was in shock. I didn't mean it like I didn't understand. I was like, yeah, I was in shock. Voltaire. Uh... Should maybe ask what he is he's just stopping by for a bit of tea or is he stopping by to take the city? Well, this it's sounds problematic. Me up and probably figure out why she chose me. Well, let's just yeah. hope he doesn't experiment, experiment on you on the first day. What? Yeah. Then Voltaire can call him daddy. Well, uh, granddaddy. Well, granddaddy. He's granddaddy. <laughs> granddaddy. <laughs> Holds his granddaughter in a high regard. If you're important to her, then you'll be important to him. And he'll probably threaten you, like, if you ever break her heart, I'll make sure that you don't have one that's capable of beating or something. Something very ominous. Oh, he'll just eat you. Uh, As this is going on, Boltier, you're going to hear a voice in the back of your mind. So, you're the one. Well, that was fast. I'll be coming to pay a visit. I'm certain we'll have a fun time. Does Voltaire look a little distressed? <laughs> well, uh, I'll do my best, sir. New new ghost? No, that was oh, sorry. spirit. Oh. Oh. Party, roll me a perception checks as you're walking down to the docks at this point. 27. Oh, Six. Six. 22. <laughs> 19. It's, it's like Annie was a scout or something. <laughs> no, I'll do a shot for Allie and then a shot for Medley. Whoa. I'll do a oh, shot for I was, Annie. I was, I was, I was going to make a joke about how you open more sake that you can't close. <laughs> no, I bought some rum. 17. 19. <laughs> okay, okay. All of you, but Asher will notice this first tidbit. When Boltier speaks, it looks like a slight smoke exits from his exhale. For Annie and Lutric, you both take notice that when he first, like, kind of has a reaction of hearing this voice, his entire eye just momentarily blinks black. You feeling okay there, Bolty? Yeah, do you eat yeah. some hot peppers, or... Are you feeling it, Mr. Krabs? I <laughs> anything. Uh, Mr. So Thunder Death. Got some uh, acid reflux going on. No, but the sword is acid. <laughs> what? I pull it out. Yeah. Got a new weapon. Uh, ba, 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 ba. Your wedding sword? Yeah. Instead of giving you a ring, she gave you a sword. That's interesting. Fitting. I mean, it Very makes sense. Interesting. Uh, Danny says hi to everyone. And that he's proud of us, and he believes in us, and wants us to be safe. Also, uh, Adler is gone. What do you mean? 
like he left this morning. Probably to make preparations and to head to the ship, I'm sure. Like, leave instructions for his crew. All Probably. The, he's he, already there. Or on his way there. Fair enough. Very interesting. Uh, Pimble will not be joining us. It's worth a try. He gave what? me two potions. But, but he's like one of us. Why would he, he want to come with us? See, one of us. <laughs> He's not, though. He, he kind of just uses our manner for his. He has experiments. a lab. We have a, a a working relationship with him, where he has a laboratory in our house, in exchange for <laughs> potions from time to time. Just simply put it, he's not our friend. Did he give us any? To, to... Essentially, yes, because Pimble is Pimble, and Pimble. It's kind of rude to say that I'm not your friend. I think Pimble's my friend. I am, I think. Is everyone he behind me, or yeah. is that a voice? Yeah, no, he, he's standing <laughs> behind you all. That's actually real Speak of the devil, and he shall appear. Hi, Pimble. Hi. What's up? Well, I was wondering you if you needed here? anything else, but it seems that since I'm not your friend, I should leave. No, Pimble. Those weren't my words. Oh, I'm just using your house, looks to Lutric. Because apparently I've not provided anything to any of you at any point. Bimble, come here. You, I don't care what they say, I view you as part of the Crimson Chimeras. You've been there to help. You do your cool chicken stuff. You've always weighed in. You're part of this team. Regardless of what anybody says. Well, I'll give this to you then. Uh, He'll hand you a potion of superior healing. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Is there anything you want from the island? No. I already know its secrets. I see. Any jokingly, do you want anything left at the island? Pimble didn't laugh. That makes me sad. Yes, actually. Uh, he's just going to take out a small jade stone. Like, Could you leave this on the beach? Can I ask what it do? It does something. Like what? You'll see. I'm worried. But yeah. And he will hold out his hand for it. He'll hand it over, and you'll begin shuffling away. Pimble. Yes? Please do not pack up your lab and leave, because people have made comments that you only use us to have a lab at our house. I would be sad in your absence. That would be sad. And continues off. I thought I was the extraordinarily big dick. I'm gonna get on the boat. Apparently, I'm the only one getting on the I, boat. I honestly thought we were right, guys, no, on the we boat. We did it. We got Annie on the boat. Let's go. <laughs> this is all an intervention. Oh, You're paying shit back to where you came from. <laughs> we're sending back to Nosey. Your commanding officer has already been notified. Man, it makes that whole scene at the table <laughs> pretty fake. At least, we're, at least we're telling you you're going. It was all set up. You ever seen Undercover Boss? <laughs> Voltier pulls off a mask. He's the commanding officer the whole time. Ali oh. <laughs> takes off the headhunter's home, and between the curio shop and here, Jorgrim has switched places with me. <laughs> you will arrive at Chard Galleon. The Boat. So... The Charred Galleon, was this the ship we brought back, or the other ship? This was Ocean's Phantom. Okay, so long ago. Yes. And uh, you will find that you have definitely a crew. 
you will see a couple different humans here. You'll see uh, two elves, which appear to be uh, a male and female set of twins. You'll also notice uh, Conal at the helm of the ship and appears to be a random looking hobgoblin man wearing a familiar Ocho. cloak holding a book. Now, Davis, when you say familiar hobgoblin man, like back in time hobgoblin man? No, unfamiliar. Oh. No, like oh, unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I'm glad you could join us. Me as well. But yeah. Uh, Conal, the sea elf that you've had a couple different runs in the past with, uh, does come down from the upper deck to greet you all. Been a while. Looks like you've all been doing quite well for yourselves. Thank you. Well, I was contracted to be your captain, so decent vessel we have, outfitted with three ballista, a mangonel. Should be fine enough if we get caught in anything out in the waters. Fairly light or fairly quick. Should be able to handle anything. You all don't really need to do anything during this journey, so don't have to worry too much. Well, if you need any help, just ask. Uh, we could use some watches during the night when most of the crew is going to be asleep. I will volunteer. Same. <laughs> yep, sounds good. Because, uh, Davis, even though it's only three days... Yep. Six total on travel. Could we technically use this for like downtime activities? No, because you're not comfortable and it's not all at one. Also, it'd be very hard to do. Yeah, it'd be very hard to do most of the downtime activities list. Oh, mine was just train for her feet, the observant feet. Uh, That was all I was going to (laughs) do. Yeah. You'll begin setting sail and heading on out. Is there. Anything any of you would like to do during the day on the ship. Otherwise, we will do the three nights of watch. I'm going to ask the captain if they'll teach me to drive the ship. Yeah, Conal will spend some time with you. Which you all do know Conal. He was the person you saved from the ship, and also the person you went to the Lizard Folk Stronghold with. Mm-hmm. Uh, during I one of the days... Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm just going to practice the hurdy-gurdy. Okay. During the one of days, one of the days, I would like to <laughs> meet with the party. I guess where would be the mess hall or meeting room? Yeah, that one would probably be the best bet to kind of go over, like, with the map, what I any ideas that I have on about what we're gonna do when we hit land. So, Trim, you've gathered the party together. What do you What do you say? Can I whip out the map of the island real quick? Yes. Oh, hey. Congregate. So, I have some information that Pimble did give me about the history of this island. Um, I would relay, to for simplicity's sake, all the information that me and Pimble went over, just so everyone gets it. Okay. <laughs> now, is something funny, Annie? No, Tyler thinks it's fucking hilarious that he was... Well, yes, yes, for a secret return, gave you a information that could help, and you still talk shit about him? Sorry, that's just me. I, that is funny. I don't see him as a bad person or an enemy. I just saw something that we exchange stuff for. In Otrum's defense, you again? I yeah, also feel like he's been moving to the cold gloom estate. It only makes sense. I talked to him about that, I'm and sorry. he said he has had his laboratory set up. Yeah, well, he said that in-game. He has said he had his laboratory set up in our place, and he was comfortable, so I have no qualms against him staying. But if you have an issue... Also, Mortimer probably 
would rather stay at the Cold Gloom Manor, but Pinball operates independently from Mortimer. They're two different entities, Claretta told me. Well, that's interesting. Are they inhabiting the same technical existence then? At or least they, they the, split at into least two entities. The same vessel. Ah. So one day it could be Pinball, one day it could be Mortimer. I don't know how the control works. I'm sure they talk about it. Most likely. So, judging by the former history of this island, more than just a meeting place for the cult of war, or rather at least just Daldi, we don't know if she has a lot of people with her. It has more significance than that. However, the objective of obtaining immortality by recreating the seal doesn't fully line up with what Daldi's trying to do? The what? The what? You... I just, I told, ev I had said that oh, I yeah, relayed yeah. all the information. Yeah. Annie, roll me a history check. I know, that was what I was just about to ask. Can I roll 18. an intelligence saving throw for this conversation? Sure. Annie, the description that is given for the sixth steel, this large, like, red obelisk, you suddenly get a flash of when you were in the Flayer Stronghold and you saw something very similar to that strung up from the ceiling. Yep. Lucic, you're getting a migraine. Take five points of psychic damage. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> don't yeah. ask to do you're so. the one that wanted to volunteer a saving throw. I mean, that's fair. Uh, you guys Ow, are talking nerd shit. <laughs> so it was originally designed by the gods for what again? I'm not 100% certain, uh, but it has a whole, oh, or was I 100% certain? Many, it has many different uses that it seems to have been used for throughout the ages. Uh, the closest thing to understanding why it was originally built was to destroy civilizations by summoning, call, by summoning something called the God's Beast. Uh, the Tarask. Um, its end objective is to, well... Wipe out a, a continent, a race of people, a giant sum of population, you know, the end of the world stuff. It technically has more uses. Like obtaining godhood. Like obtaining godhood. As long as you don't, as far as I understand, go too deep into breaking the seals, you won't unleash the big bad at the end. But Which... you can gain some pretty sick power from it. What Which if is... we just destroy the whole thing? That would require an immense amount of magic, energy, life force, I don't know, something. We're talking about an artifact created by gods. It could be indestructible for all we know. Do you by chance know what kind of power someone would need to have to activate it? If you say it can be used to achieve godhood, that means you don't need a god's power to use it. Well, because have it's to an be artifact made by the gods. Something you could probably substitute, like, I don't know, a bunch of devil contracts with. Hmm. Think you're thinking what I'm thinking? I mean, I was told. Oh. By the gamester. I was going to say, just looking, looking <laughs> around. <laughs> yeah, make sure no one heard that. <laughs> <laughs> or literally everyone in here dies. I uh -oh. see. Hang on a second. <laughs> Man, I was pretty careful up until that moment. <laughs> you were. <laughs> up until now. I may have made a slight miscalculation on the one person dies. Turns out the entire group dies. Did 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 we ever hear about this before that you were told this? I just learned it like No, not you, Ali. Oh. No. Did he also say who has it? Yeah. The player. How do you know? Yep. Anyways. 
Annie. Hey. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You're freaking out about this, how I know, when it was never told to us before. Uh... There are specific reasons that Allie has said that they she can't divulge certain information that she has told me up front. You have not brought this up at all. Well, it happened last night. It'll be nice to know. Technically happened to actually technically happened three nights ago. Yeah, because we did it. That's more day. Sorry. Well, I told you all about the dream I had about Emerald Isle, where his base is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not remember this. Neon Bay. Neon Bay, sorry. Ah. I just remember it was green. Emerald Isle. Emerald, Emerald Isle. Uh, Neon Bay. Multicolored horse in the Emerald City. The Wizard of Emerald Isle. The Scarlet well, Isles. Wait. <laughs> well, I had a similar dream of a workshop that was, I'm assuming he owned because he was walking through it like the boss and saw, well, an item that matched the obelisk. There, strung up. Yep, so that's how he's going to try to do it. Do, do what? She rolled inside, so I'm going to roll my deception check against it. I thought you were telling the truth. Why do you have to roll deception? Yeah. But you think it is the truth. I mean, fair, I wasn't there last session, so <laughs> I have actually no idea what you saw. I was, and that aligns with what you said last section, <laughs> session, so... Anyway. <laughs> the... Pretty sure at one point we've been told that the flare is obviously not the best person. So I don't remember when did we hear this, Davis, out of character. We were told at one point that the flare is searching for godhood by making contracts with demons. And devils, yeah. But we all should know that, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what he's trying to do. He's trying to use the obelisk. Uh, Annie, you're just going to feel a swift slap to the back of the head. I turn, I shouldn't be lying. It's a bad look, which all of you hear. Fuck! Oh, oh shit! Oh, Annie, how many secrets are you gonna keep there, bud? Oh no! Do not fucking start that shit. Hey, I'm gonna, this I'm gonna is... walk out of the room. Oh, wait, what happened? Ellie, as you walk out of the room, the entire crew is dead. I walk back into the room. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I for a second thought that was going to happen. <laughs> Games are wide. Anyone that's one of them is dead. This one of them is dead. Just the one guy. Might the one guy. There might be someone who died. So, uh, Annie, I will begin checking to see if anyone died from me mentioning the name. Roll me investigation checks. A lone stowaway in a barrel died because he was hearing the whole conversation. I will take my own shot. Eleventh. Alright, uh, Allie, you're going to actually go and purposely check down in the bilge at a certain point, probably like a good 10-15 minutes after you leaving the room. Uh, you're going to find a butt-ton of rats down there that are like curled up and like mummified, and you're going to see these other rats investigating them as if they just suddenly died. Eh? Not the rats. Can I check my tablet? Yeah. Flashing or anything? Is there any messages for me? It's uh, you'll find that uh, the old pop up for out of service range is still there. Okay, but you will find that there is a message in your mail, a little icon, a little envelope icon. I'll read it in my head. Uh, pop up. You're gonna get the notification for seven rats have been perished because no one could keep their mouth shut. 
<laughs> Hearing of communication. Allie killed seven rats. I know. That was a little bit extreme. It could have been more extreme. For all we know, Allie could have died. Yeah, I know. Just uh, keep it hush hush. A little bit more, <laughs> more so now. Next time, might not just might be rats. It might be actual people. All right, Allie. Uh, did Allie come back yet? No, Allie has not come back yet. Oh, okay. All right. Allie, you mind coming back? I would like to discuss strategy. It also seems that Annie's checked out completely. Are we going to discuss strategy? That is, that is what I said. That's what we're going to talk about, though, right? Yes. All right. Allie, we'll come back. <laughs> okay. Hello. So, there's, Allie, there's do you have... Dead rats. In... Oh, uh, I heard. I know. I just... I've do, you happen to, do you happen to know, or if anyone would... If there's a lot of people accompanying Daldi to Har, uh, from what Annie told us, it's a decent amount of the Terranai followers, and Winley might be there. Is yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember for sure. The girl he's leading on. <clears throat> I mean, she kind of left. She could be dead. So hopefully, he's mm. not that much of an asshole. Uh, could <laughs> uh, be debatable. Supposedly, Daldi doesn't know that we're coming. Good. Uh, don't think that's wise to assume. But yeah, I don't know. She has a lot I'm of not. I always go with the, the worst street. option. But... So yeah, let's assume that she knows we're there or that we're coming okay. anyway. I mean she so sent she'll... the dagger. Oh yes. Ah yes, yes, yes. Yep. Thank you for reminding me of that. I will I will so... take out Kinslayer to see if it's doing anything also and set it on the table. Good idea, I guess. Doesn't seem to be doing anything. Stay. So along with the Missing, well, the whatever pirates are left, and the undead being on the beach, or at least what was it, the skull dunes? I could try to like track their uh, last known positions while we're there. See if yes. we can figure out a path with the least amount. I mean, won't the path just be a straight line? Could be Kinda. potentially, not necessarily, depending on how their movements. Well, it also depends on if we were to assume that she knows we're coming, which she probably does, then she would be prepared, I would think, in by placing people within the forested areas as lookout, because um, that would also give the advantage of them not being seen by looking into the forested areas, and they could see anyone going outward, because it's a flat, what, relatively flat open field area. The only problem is, is that she currently has home advantage of knowing the terrain a bit better than we do, since we can only go on reports. Would it be an idea to try and head into the forest off of the dunes right away? Because the closer we're going to get, the more people are probably going to try and either going to track us down or just look for anyone. And I wouldn't think they would have anyone stationed in the dunes with the undead problem and the possibility of being jumped by pirates if they're expecting a group like us to come by. I think that's a good idea to hit this first forest. Uh, I suggest that Annie takes point through the dunes. Wow. That would be... Well, okay. We as would be was, back up. As he's he part of the dune jumpers. Yes. Annie is very good, very good at... Scouting and perceiving through the terrain. Are you all right with this, Annie? <laughs> I said I, I recommend. It's his choice. Yeah, I'm fine with it. And who's uh who's got the collar? 
Thank you. I do, because no one has done anything with it. I thought you gave it to Bolty. Yeah, then he took it back the following. Oh, okay. <laughs> so after we make it through the dunes and I clear clear out the forest, what is what do you think we should do next, Ultra? That's where it gets tricky. We could hop from forest to forest to try and minimize us being seen in the open. Uh, that could lead to more dangers, or they could be expecting it. Kind of hard to really plan around it when we've never been on the terrain before. I definitely think that she will be wanting us to come to her. I feel that Kinslayer has a lot to do with the ritual. Mm. Also, now that we're here, um, I don't think that we should kill her. And if we do kill her, I don't think we should kill her on this island. I think that she might meet the qualifications for the catalyst to complete the ritual. Uh, huh. Because of what my brother said at dinner last night. Oh, that is a possibility, I guess. Well, that does make it a little harder, though. I know. I just wouldn't want to show up, kill her to stop the ritual, and it end resulting in us fulfilling the ritual as a plan that she had in place. She's been conducting this plan for a very long time. Mm -hmm. That's what worries me the most. Oh, anyone else have any ideas on what would be a good plan to approach? This is what I can think of off what we have on the map. Well, Temple seems to be the only actual structure on the island that I can mm -hmm. see ruins of it at least and you said they seem to be hiding in the forest that's what you'd expect if, if I were her I would have her central base be in the ruins but to have people stationed in the forest optimal position for looking out on people who would go across the plains and why not take the plains avoid the forest and make a straight line for the ruins. We could, but the only thing I worry is that if we do that, we'd be boxing ourselves in in case we needed to leave. Because, for instance, we go, let's say, starting here and just proceed straight through. Whatever people that she has around could just slowly follow behind us and close in, so that way we would be pincered on both sides. She would have us at the front and not be able to retreat from the back. Well, yes, but you cut off the head of the dragon. N no offense, Boltier. And oh. the rest falls behind. Maybe. Do we know for sure that that would happen? Or would, even without Daldi being there, the rest of the brainwashed subordinates of the observatory just continue to do what they were ordered to do? Because we don't know under what nature that they're controlled. And I'm just putting options on the table, at least. We well, also don't know where Adler is going to be. Yeah, that's actually a good thing, because I forget, he's not on the ship with us. Anyone communicate with him? Well, they tr uh, Ali tried, but he wasn't there. He had left early in the morning. He left, he left this morning. I mean, you guys are magical. You can't communicate with him any other way. Do not have a sending spell there, bud. Lutrix just going to... Look around the group for anyone's response. Can you can you communicate with him? You're kind of magical. Or Hal. Maybe he's been holding I, out on you. I, I guess I will ask Hal if he has any way to communicate with Adler. <laughs> I do not believe he has a way, but... As I have gone over this again and again, I, I am a... I am you. <laughs> no. 
It's magic, Joel. It's magic. Maybe, maybe bookkeepers seen Adler. That's a fair point. We well, hang on. Before we before we break to go talk to bookkeeper. I mean, we don't have to. It's, hey, hey, bookkeeper, have you seen Adler uh, on the ship? No, I have not. Thank you. So, he hasn't been seen on the ship. As I guess we all know now. I'm sure we probably would have seen him by now, but I guess it's good to confirm. Maybe he took his own ship? Probably. Uh, you would have seen that his ship was still in the docks when you left. Oh, then I don't know. He could have magically been taken to the island already. That seems kind of dangerous, but sure. Safe to say, well, we'll just say that he'll meet us there. First hurdle will be getting over the dunes, where undeads are aplenty. Since that's the only entrance in, we just have to get through it. And then, do we want to hit forest or plains? Taking the plains to... seems like kind of a double-edged sword, in the fact that uh, we would be able to see ever anyone mounting an attack against us, but we also leave ourselves vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And like you said, if we do take the planes, it does leave us open to a pincer attack unless we... What if we were to come in through the dunes, procure this first forest, and then kind of stay alongside the cliff face leading up to the temple? Uh, As far as getting pincered, I could always brought up a wall of poison, or acid rather. Unless the thing that pincers us is undead. Yeah, but uh, that would that would be primarily in the dunes, not on the plains, as far as I know. As far as all of us know. Yes. But I think it would be dangerous dance. to yeah. make that assumption. They haven't been beyond the dunes. They could only do it what they were saw from the dunes area. So there could be more undead in the forest. That'd be a good hiding place for them. But... To operate under what info we have, I think that is a good idea to at least run maybe along the coast. Because if we hop between each forest, that's just going to tire us out if enemies are there and would also take more time. Um, But to at least try and clear out this first one to maybe make sure that uh, we know at least an area is clear in case we need to make a quick exit, because we can't trust any the other coastline on the island for any sort of ship or ground movement, so we'd ha- we have to exit the way we come in. Also, uh, our job is to clear out the entirety of the island. Oh, I, yes. I'm, I'm, yes hoping, I'm hoping that, like Lutrix's metaphor, once we destroy the head, the rest of it will collapse without leadership but there also might be like if there are pirates operating here uh independently that is something else we're going to have to deal with mm-hmm. oh there could be um i don't know just as far as we know though the pirates have been basically scared off by the uh mm-hmm. by the cult if well that was the whole purpose of them going there anyway yeah, well, this will bring it up to another couple points that I want to go over. But um, if we do run into any of the pirates, assured for safety and or bribery might be able to get some info out of what they found. Because the whole crew went there. If uh, if it's a curse we're dealing with, we have Cursebreaker over here. As far as, you know, dealing with that situation, because, you know, the captain died and all that. Mm-hmm. 
and there's no uh, certainty that uh, we won't get placed with the same curse or any of the crew members might you could even use that for leverage yep that's a good idea uh, that would only leave I think one point left is that the mystery of why they are here specifically this is a former temple of war so that would explain that but I feel like there's something more and have something people to steal their souls at least suggest something very unholy something well, that I at least know Daldi I don't think can do by herself unless the land was already unholy and the land was already and then she just showed up to capitalize on that I just feel like there's something more there besides Daldi and her following considering considering the the relevance of that temple I can't say what though I understand. So I think we should be prepared for anything to maybe go wrong, but at least stick to a general plan. Maybe clear out two forests to start. So this one and this one. I think that might be a good idea. If we at least make sure that they're empty or clear out whatever's there in case we need to leave and regroup at the ship or back at even just the dunes, we can for sure know that these two would be empty. And if there's reinforcements come from the other two, we can kind of circle around. It avoids them essentially hitting us from behind, which is what we don't want. Yes, I think so. that that's the current plan of attack. Okay. Makes sense. Does anyone, anyone have an objection to that? No, not really. Does anybody have any other concerns regarding the plan to bring up or the island? Okay. Take, the, take this time to mentally prepare yourself. It's going to be an uphill fight. Literally. Mm -hmm. Ali will leave the room. Is there anything else any of you would like to discuss during the days or have a conversation or do something? I would only have one other thing I would like to do, but someone else can go first because I did the, the team meeting. My only um, thing would be getting to know the crew. Yeah, I think i just, yeah, converse with the crew, try to, like, raise morale because, you know, it's a long journey. Uh, I would like to do a prayer for protection. Okay. After that, I need a history check for something. Alrighty. Ba -ba -ba. Alright. Lutric and Boltier. Just with this, you know, discussing with the crew and such. Uh, you'll find out the names of the crew are uh, ba -ba -ba. Marcelo, Thorley, Karina, and Howlett are the humans on board, who primarily work as the deckhands. You have then uh, Davin and Chris Moria, who are the twin elves, seems to be high elves, who work as the uh, weapons uh, controllers. You don't technically have cannons, so they're not cannoneers. Uh, they also do joint work as a quartermaster, making sure everyone on the crew is uh, well equipped for what they got. And then the three dwarves, who you all would actually come to recognize as members previously among the crew of Morgir's Might, are Galbeck, Amos, and Galnir. They work as... Uh, Galbeck is a carpenter, Amos is a navigator, and Galnir is the... It would technically be first mate, but also operates more as a lookout just over the seas with a uh, spyglass. Tyler, what's Annie doing a history check on? Uh, I assume that while I was in the Dune Jumpers that there would have been something to do to our shoes or specific things we wore so that we wouldn't sink in the sand so it would be easier to move on or something. 
it was usually a form of um similar to kind of like snowshoes they were uh slight outcroppings from the shoes themselves to kind of give more stability and also spread out your weight when you're stepping so you wouldn't sink into the sand. Do we have materials on board that I could make makeshift ones out of those? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Enough for everybody? Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on the ship for the crew, but also you guys if you needed anything. Uh, Primarily also, like, there seems to be quite a lot of stuff set up just in case of, like, Overnight camping, like extra rations, tents, things like that. I would then like to begin making these sand shoes. Yeah, you can make some sand shoes. And then after that's all done, I'd give one to everybody in the party. Allie, roll me a d20 plus four. Uh, 24? Wow. Uh, give us a, a tasty lick of this uh, protection prayer. Alondra would, probably at the bow of the ship, uh, couple her hands together with her wings out and start to ask for protection for the voyage, uh, for the people that pass and passenger this ship and those whose goals align with ours, uh, keep them safe and strong in their virtue, and allow them to have the strength to do what must be done when the time arises. And who is this prayer to? This would be to Yarbar. Great. So uh, once you finish your prayer and you kind of you're feeling good, it was a really good prayer. Like you definitely got like the beats down. The ship hits a heavy wave and a large crash of seawater just slams against you, knocking you down onto your butt. Ah, I see. There's an ocean god. Yep. (laughs) Uh, I will compose myself. Stand up. Sorry, forgot. New to the gods thing. Lovely waves you have. Huge (laughs) tracks of waves. Uh, Asher Medley, is there anything you would like to do during these three days? Hmm. Um, I would very much like to read the book that Isabel gave me. If I have it, I, I, I'm pretty sure I have it in my inventory. Yeah, you should. I wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I read that and I try to like, you know, immerse myself into the story. <laughs> Great. Roll me a D20. <laughs> what the? Oh, man. You're 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 only able to oh. get through the first few chapters, and already like you're you're you don't really comprehend or grasp what some of this means. It's you definitely can tell that there's a lot of like symbolism and symbology because they're using other words to represent things, but you don't really understand what they mean. So you don't know what the main uh the main lead, the man, and his uh love interest who seems to show up randomly and then like be whisked away by horrible circumstances each time like they're just starting to have like their happy moment and they're talking about you know starting their lives and settling down uh there seems to be these things that keep cropping up where like they're doing something but you don't really understand what it is because they keep using weird terminology they're like just keep investigating (laughs) what the hell is going on in the book (laughs) spend a lot of time pondering what this means I'm literally trying to find every little possible meanings in every word of the fucking book. <laughs> yeah, this this weird story of a a fisherman who falls in love with a nobleman's daughter, but they're you know they want to be together so bad, but her father just won't allow it. He doesn't want a daughter to marry a fisher. No, Medley, uh, Dave, Medley doesn't understand the innuendos they're using in this uh, young adult young adult novel. Wait, what happened? <laughs> Uh, Medley doesn't understand the innuendos because they're not going to, they're not going to directly call out what's happening. They're going to use flowery words to describe what's occurring. 
Oh. <laughs> and Medley doesn't. I can't wait for the, Does not understand. The one day where Medley gets it, it'll hit her like a fucking brick wall. It's like, oh, sex. <laughs> Why aren't they just So that's what Isabel wanted. <laughs> Medley killing undead in the dunes. Oh, you know, that's actually pretty fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Asher, is there anything he is doing? Jesse, is there anything. Jesse, is Asher doing anything? Asher, what's Jesse doing? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing I can think of in particular. Just enjoying a boat ride? Kind of. Just preparing. Preparing for the dunes. And he's making sand shoes. Lutric and Boltier talking to people. Otram has the next thing coming up. Asher's just enjoying himself while worrying about undead. Allie did a prayer protection, got knocked on her ass. Medley's reading a sex book, but not understanding sex. So, Otram, we're back to you. Okay. Just while I'm just kind of, you know, sitting down, because I don't want to be standing. Uh, what, what, let, let's, let's, uh, let's try to pull a specific memory here with the messenger's glove, because I have a messenger's glove. Did I? Let's pull this. Yeah, oh. I didn't give you uh, but, 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 and then pop it into your inventory. That's just what I'm doing right now. Oh, well, yeah, it was okay. Yeah, now it's in my inventory. It was still like I could see it, but yeah, okay. Well, I'm gonna pull the specific memory of when I thought I had found my father's body. Fun, this is mostly to just confirm. I'm gonna pull that out, and you're going to, uh, when you do that, standard when you just pull out a memory, you get only one thread. If two. Oh. And they seem intertwined. Do I read both at the same time or one at a time? When you read them, they come out at the same time and you can see them overlaid where it's almost the exact same, but one has a body, the other does not, and there is no blood. Okay. I'm going to ponder on what this would mean then. Because Otrim is not certain. Unless I can do a check for it. Yeah. Roll me an insight check. <laughs> Your face... It really says it all, Davis. You're just like, fucking just figure this out. <laughs> um, oh, hey, that's appropriate. <laughs> I will I will do the drink for you. Alright, thank you. You're welcome. I mean... I mean, Allie did bring up the bookkeeper probably knows more than... It's alright. Yeah, Wait, well... Let me bring bookkeeper, it's fine. Otram still has mixed feelings. You mean he's racist, yeah. Mixed feelings. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. Volpia was accused of being racist too. Not racist. Times. He just hates everyone. Oh, Sam. All right. Thank you, Lewis. Yep. You have to uphold the law. You can't be. Hey, uh, dirty twenty. Yeah, man. This can mean a lot of things. It can mean possibly a soul from another timeline is habiting you. That someone's tampering with your mind. That. You just are not really certain of what your memories are, that your mind's kind of confused. Time bullshit. Time bullshit. <laughs> Can mean he's dead. Can mean he's alive. Can mean both. Yeah. Okay. Taylor down there eating his Pop-Tart. What flavor is the Pop-Tart? Fountain and sugar. Um, All right. From one being it's pumpkin, totally I said it's a good pop tart. From being, from one being peanut butter, pumpkin, dog food, and ten being bangers and mash. You know it's pop tart, so it's probably like two, oh. just above the dog food. Okay. <laughs> did you did you toast it? No, I grabbed it out of my cupboard. Ah, oh, so that okay. means that you're eating a raw pop tart. 
raw tart. I've got. I'm a, I'm gonna pull one last memory and then I'll be done. Yeah. And I'll admit, Lewis thought of this because <laughs> he was just messaging no, me. Don't you fucking call me out. Hey, I'm being truthful to the DM because I'll admit I did not think of this. <laughs> so it technically is metagaming. So Davis is allowed to say no. Uh, I'm gonna pull a memory of first getting on the ship and meeting the party because that's a memory that I know is real. Okay. If I pull it out, is it one thread or two? It's two. Uh, does it replay the same? Uh, when you replay, you'll see a shadowy overlay of your father standing on the deck watching you silently away from everyone else. Uh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. I got, I got more to think about. I could talk to Bookkeeper, but I'm not gonna. I'll leave that for after. If I live, we'll find out. All right. What nights are you all taking for watch? Or all of you doing watch all night, every night? Party <laughs> watch. I can do first night. I'll do third night. I can do second. I'll do all the nights. <laughs> okay. I mean, if they're not going to call on me for to do anything during the day, might as well. I'll do Arabian nights. Uh, okay, so for first night, we have Annie and Lutric. Does anyone else want to be on first night? I'm good. Asher Medley? First night watch? Yarno? Yep. Okay. Asher? Thinking about going first one. Okay. Jesse, what are you doing? Which option are you taking, yes or no? Uh, oh, yeah, that, that meant a yes. Oh, okay. Sorry. I should have cleared. So Sorry. Medley, Asher, Lutric, and Annie on first night, first night's watch uh, while you are going through. Uh, what you find is a school of luminescent goldfish coming towards the surface but allows you to see deep down into it as if they are a column of light coming up from the bottom of the sea itself it is a beautiful and wonderful sight of nature nothing dangerous happens oh until the fish start spitting acid it's fine <laughs> until they start attacking the ship you know yeah is there any conversation between awake party members at this point okay no one wants to talk to each other because they just hate each other so much i guess yeah it's cool too busy trying to figure out what, about figure out the book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally actually doing that as as I'm watching. Just ask I'm really... for help. Just be like, hey, uh, what does this Ever, mean? Everyone's doing watch and yeah, I think, looking I think over I'm the... gonna do that. I what? actually is... think I'm gonna ask, <laughs> like, ask questions about the meanings. Medley, who are you going to ask? Who's on the first watch again? Uh, Asher, Lutric, and Annie. Okay, definitely not Asher, because I don't think he's really going to give me a good answer. Aww. <laughs> Annie, definitely not. Aww. I'm sure he, I'm sure he doesn't want to be bugged by it anyways. Uh, Ludric, I guess I'll bug him. And all his experience and age. And all of his experience. Hold on. Oh, he yeah. Has a lot of experience. Hey, I was a professional hey, bodyguard for years. Dave, I just sent you, well, I just sent you something to ask. Oh, no. Okay. Lutrix's okay. <laughs> like, I had sex once. I have a child. He's the oldest of everyone. Motherfucker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Lutrix, um, how experienced are you when it comes to uh, certain certain meanings from uh, from a certain uh, sentence? Here, I'll, I'll try to I'll try to like explain it as much as I can. It's just I'm trying to really fucking figured this out and it's really really getting me all curious um 
so within the sentence, I picked up on this. So what does it mean when a man puts their cucumber in a woman's meat pocket? <laughs> That's <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. It's... I'm just I'm just very confused. I, I what does that mean? Cucumber in a woman's meat pocket? Are they talking about a literal cucumber putting it into a pocket of a woman's pocket? Like, what does that mean? Like, I never understood that. These 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 words they put in it that don't make sense. <clears throat> I guess I'd have to assume it'd be some sort of like meat and cucumber sandwich. Although, I don't Lutric, think roll me roll, right, roll me insight <laughs> if you're if you're trying to play dumb. Insight, are, like, are I'm not playing dumb. Are, are, I'll be I yeah, roll me insight if you're not playing dumb. Okay, oh, fuck. <laughs> Lutric, you know exactly what she's meaning. Oh, uh, um, so any ideas? I, I don't, I don't know if you know these kinds of words and their meanings, but I, I, I just can't seem to figure that one out. It doesn't seem like it's very, uh, relatable to what's going on in the situation of this man and a wom woman um is there something wrong boy how to uh and i'm just i'm analyzing him and like his expressions I'm, I'm i'm just trying to figure out what's what what is what what's making him like have that difficulty of trying to explain it i'm just trying to figure him out right now <laughs> do i have to do a check because i'm I, like I now I suppose you could, because Lutric is giving pretty obvious signs of what he's trying to think of, I guess. And so what kind of check would that be? <laughs> oh. 18. <laughs> Lutric, how are you looking right now as you're trying to figure out the words for this? So uh, Lutric hasn't even given the birds and bees talk to his own son. <laughs> so talking to some person who he's never had like an actual conversation with. <laughs> The sex talk is a little weird. So as I'm looking at him, I'm starting to feel like I'm not going to get a really, really uh, appropriate answer from him. And I'm slowly think I'm starting to really, really actually think that where this direction is going to take. And I'm and as for Metalie's like face, facial expressions, she's trying to not crack up, but also not be weirded out. <laughs> I'm just like looking at him like, huh? Huh. Why am I why am I getting a feeling that I'm not going to like the answer you're going to give me? Or I feel like it's probably the most obvious thing that I should probably already know at, out the get go. I think Allie might have the answer to this question. <laughs> yeah, but Allie is not awake. Man, dad trying to pass it off to mom real quick. Hey, go ask your mom. I don't know. Ask your mom. <laughs> Before session well, started, uh... well, I guess that we'll have to have that bridge date again. Nah, I'll be busy. And I'm like, looks like you'll be busy giving Medley the sex talk. So, are, are you lost, or are you just you're just just not? Is it this difficult to just answer? <laughs> Has no one talked to you about this? About what? And I'm like funny. trying to crack up, but like about what? Is Medley actually just laughing right now? Yeah, because, like, I think I know where this direction is going, but I really want him to say it now. <laughs> About what? Well, what's the talk, Lutric? What's the talk? Come on, Lutric. I'm pretty sure it's not all that bad. Just, 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 just answer the goddamn question. I keep this PG-13 for podcasts to be able to monetize. <laughs> or have we already lost that, Davis? <laughs> 
We, we said, lost we the rivalry to Ludic. We have the power <laughs> of editing on our side. We'll be fine. Ah, oh, fair enough. You can just, we'll just say it like five minutes later. <laughs> no, this will be for the Patreon supporters. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Top tier supporters can access yeah. the lewd Lutric talk. It'll the be the only <laughs> It'll be the only fans tier. So, it's um well it's all symbolic, I, I guess. Uh okay. uh jeez. Um well the cucumber <laughs> is uh supposed to be a part of a, a man, I suppose. And the uh <laughs> how how'd you describe it? The meat what? Meat pocket? The the meat pocket is the woman's, you know. I look at him as I as I really fucking knew where this was going from the beginning. And I just look at him like I just look at him like and I'm gonna just insight check mentally at this point. <laughs> like I really have a really, really obvious like smirk. Like I'm trying not to fucking laugh out loud. Nine. Man, she's so clueless. <sighs> Go on. I am clueless after all. <laughs> really? And a nine failed that insight check? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just still turning red. Waiting until he just fucking finally says it. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to stop bugging you about this until you just give me a straight up answer. <laughs> well, you know how Boltier... And Thunder Death are married now. Yeah. Well, now and? now his cucumber is the only cucumber that's supposed to be with Thunder Death's meat pocket, I suppose. <laughs> I'm still not following. So what is a cucumber to a man? And what is a meat pocket to a woman? Would I hear this? You're all hearing this. Asher and Annie are just hearing this going on in the background. <laughs> I just have this, like, fucking, like, ready to fucking laugh my ass off look. Look, you are upsetting Joey right now. <laughs> Hi. My cat is waiting until you say it. What are you talking about, Papa? What are you telling this lizard lady? <laughs> please, Lutric, enlighten me. Annie, Asher, any help whatsoever, please? No, no, I, I simply asked you. It's not that hard. It's... See, it's I would not. Words. I would. I would rather not have Annie answer it because it's. He'll just bluntly say it. I want you to say it. <laughs> Do you want me to say it? Because for whatever reason, it's so hard for you to say it. <laughs> I am clueless after all. Okay, I, I like the third mention of Metally being clueless <laughs> at this. After yeah, all, I think. Yeah, there's a pattern I think here. Lutrix is gonna be like, no, no, I'm good, I'm done. <laughs> I just closed the book and I'm just like fucking looking down, just fucking bawling my eyes out. <laughs> Metally wants to get me into some weird erotic shit that I don't want to be in. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that you find it so fucking hard to just tell me is what made my day. Again, Lutric and Medley have only had, like, one conversation beforehand. Could have been simple as just saying a schlong. <laughs> as, I, as I crack it's up. It's a schlong and a schween. 
thanks for your uh, for your efforts of giving me a, a good uh, talk to talk about sex, I guess. Yeah, okay. And at that point, no matter what time it is in the watch, Lutric would just leave. <laughs> and I just keep laughing. <laughs> uh, smash cut to the following night. Who's on second watch? It would be me. Boltier, Otrum. I would unless Metal is there. <laughs> okay, Lutric, anyone else? <laughs> I think I already fucked with him enough. Okay. All right. Second. Yeah. yeah. Asher, you want to go on second watch? Yeah. Okay. Nothing so far has happened except for that. Okay. Boltier, Otrum, Asher, Lutric, you're on second watch. And for this night, uh, doesn't seem like anything really bad happens. Though uh, there is a off the. Uh, Starboard side of the ship, there is a sighting of what appears to be a large whale of some kind. Don't really have the light to see it, but it does breach, and there is a burst of air and water that goes up, and you hear, oh, that's so cool. Oh, man, wonder what it's like being that big. Any talks that happened this night? Any discussions of books? Asher, I need a best man for my wedding. Who would you recommend? <laughs> that's just fucked up. <laughs> And groomsmen, so obviously. I'm sure Thunderdeath has her choice of bridesmaids. I don't know who those are going to be. I've never met any of her friends, but seems like she likes Allie, so. And then she, she has Adani and, and Isabel, and I don't know. I guess that would be it. Never met any of her friends, proceeds to list off most of them. <laughs> I never met any of her friends, except for all these ones. <laughs> literally, all the people that were just there the other day when we talked to her. <laughs> uh. Well, to be fair, I've only met them once, except for Adley, who I've known for a while. So, Asher, you were just asked to be Boltier's best man. So, that was an official proposal? Yeah, it, I, I, I'd say that I think officially we are married, but we have to get the paperwork done and have a ceremony. And of course, I still have to be torn asunder by her grandfather. That's a different story. Hey, Davis. Yeah. So how long in game has it been since we've met Thunder Death? About. I think a little over two months. Yeah, something around there. So you've. You were wait, that was a real relation. <laughs> well, according to Cordan it wasn't, but I I've, I've always felt like we've been very close. In two months with I mean a dragon? It it moves fast, you know. I mean time works differently. Especially since, you know, I don't Two have, months is two months. I don't have as long to live as she does, and in this line of work you never know what could happen, so you gotta live life to the fullest, right? Wouldn't that be even faster for her? I guess. You said just quickly. Will you be my best man? Man, I don't think you should be getting married. This seems really quick. Oh. Will you be my best man? Will you fucking wake up? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, Tyr is living life on the edge. You know how many times he's faced certain death already? Will you be my best man? Can I also be the person there when you sign your divorce? <laughs> Who has the rings? Asher pulls out annulment papers. Oh, no, no, not that pocket. <laughs> That's for a week from now. <laughs> Asher, two weeks for two months. Hold here, sign this paper. What is it? It's the wedding license. Thunder, this is a 
three million gold insurance policy under my name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. wedding license. Nah, nah. I I love Thunder Death. Thunder Death loves me. There's no way she would just eat me. Cordan has got to be wrong about that. Well, no, it has to look like natural causes. What's more natural than a dragon attack? It happens to adventurers all the time. They have no proof it was her. My poor love life is falling right before my eyes. <laughs> For adventurer insurance policies, there's probably a dragon attack policy. Is that covered under, like, consensual, like, like, let's say that, like, you know, death by snoo snoo happened? I don't think that constitutes as an attack, my guy. <laughs> that That's only under the bard license. Mm-hmm. Sorry. All right. So, Voltaire, you basically just got to know. Okay. That's so quick. Things happen quickly, you know. Life. To try again. Since I don't think Ash is going to get off of this tangent of it's so quick with a dragon. Smash cut the third night. Who's on third night's watch? Allie. Anyone else? Hey. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I will be as well. I've guessed no one else is. I mean, I said, hey. Yes, oh, yes. okay. Never mind. I volunteered man. for all nights. Uh, I'm a third watch as well. Okay. So we have both here, Asher, Blue Trick, and Allie. Nothing happens on this night. Perfectly calm. Any uh, discussions? Allie, do you think it's too quick for Thunderdeath to be moving in like this? Because Asher seems to be concerned with the quickness of it all, and he also denied being my best man. Two months. It's. Just seems so quick. You know, a lot, like you said, a lot can happen in less than that time. <laughs> uh, I think that it's really sweet that we ended up having Thunder Death be part of the party as an agreement between the uh, the Ravenger and I think Terani and Annie. And I think that Boltier making her feel as welcomed as possible. It's something that she probably really appreciates. And if she has strong enough feelings for Boltier that she's willing to make this proposal to him, as I have been explained, I understand that it has been two months, Asher. I hear where you're coming from. But also, Thunder Death has been around for a long time, and she's a dragon who knows what she wants and what she's looking for. So I think I think that if they want to go for it, they should, you know? If she cares about him and he cares about her, that's all that should really matter. And if they end up not wanting to be married, that's a conversation they'll have to have later. I think the best thing we can do is be supportive. Congratulations, Boltier. Thanks, Allie. But also, as friends, Boltier, we will honor how Asher feels about this. Oh, of course. He's, I'm sure he only brings it up because he's worried about you and does not want to see you get heartbroken. Would that mean that a Cordan also doesn't want to see me eaten? I don't know who that is. Cordan is... is... You remember him? You remember you saw him in the maze, and you've seen him a couple times. He was—he's—he's the spirit that that's been following me. The one that complained about you using him as a parlor trick. Yes, that one. I could definitely mm-hmm. see him fucking with you and saying the dragon's going to eat you if all you do is like, "Hey, look at my cool ghost friend." I, I guess. <laughs> when, when was the last time you <laughs> talked to him? <laughs> You're just gonna hear an ethereal chuckle. Um, I talked to him uh, a little bit ago, like a week ago. About, about the whole uh, helping him out thing. And he told me that the Thunder Death was going to get bored and eat me. <laughs> and, and, and that Asher's not really my friend. How often did you talk to Kristoff? All the time. Do you think it's unfair that you gave Kristoff that much attention and you haven't given Corndan that much? 
Uh, it doesn't feel like a Corden wants to talk to me. Oh. Also, I've been trying to refrain from using him as a parlor trick, so I haven't been calling upon him or trying to conversate with him. I think there's a difference between talking to him about his past life and the most you can do to make him feel comfortable and, hey, everybody, look at this ghost I can make show up. I tried to I tried to um, be friends with him, but he insinuated that I was of the uh, less than heterosexual variety. Oh, there's nothing wrong with that. No, of course not. It's just that I didn't want to start that kind of relationship with him, especially because that would be unfaithful to Tender Death. Also, when have you ever given up on being someone's friend? We don't have this term where I'm from. I, I wanted to give him time, you know, I don't want to force a relationship upon him, especially if he thinks that it's supposed to be of that variety. You you guys don't have friends where you come from? No. Well, Can we hear him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess Bolt here will have to teach you what it's like to have a friend. Mm. We could also help, but Boltier is pretty good at being a friend. Thanks. I, I try. It shows. You guys not have, like, war buddies or something? We have battle brothers. That might work. That, that, that's probably pretty similar, I'd assume. Smash cut. Upon arrival late in the day at Scorched Isle, about a thousand feet off from the coast of the Skull Dunes, you'll find that there is a small encampment set up, and you all will be piled into a dinghy and row out to meet at the encampment with one Adler Orum. Hey, Adler. 